right, we're back. For those who don't know, this is the live recording of our Through Our Eyes podcast, where we try to highlight um, stories of marginalized creators and uh, people uh, focusing on things like chronic illness, uh, disability, mental health, BIPOC creators, LGBTQIA. Um, and this is basically the offshoot um, of um, Paige's love child that... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I come up with a different way of saying it every single time it's and, and, and you... <laughs> <laughs> and you always look so perturbed. <laughs> it's just like, oh god. Well, it's always got a vaguely sexual overtone. It's just like, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not sure where this idea. I don't know where you think this idea came from, but you know. <laughs> um. So, Paige, uh, would you tell us about the through our eyes streams and such forth? And such forth, I will. I absolutely will. Hold on. There is glitter in my eyes. <laughs> ah! Oh, God. Oh, why? Why do I do this to myself? Okay. Anyway, through our ice streams started in January of this year. Basically, because for since I started becoming a, a full-time streamer, I was like, where, where is my niche? Where's the thing I want to do with this? And I decided one of the things I wanted to do was try and highlight marginalized communities and creators. And so I looked to put together a panel because I always enjoy doing those. Uh, and we had the first through our ice stream at the end of January, where we basically just got a hodgepodge of different marginalized peoples together, asked a load of questions, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So we're now coming up to our fourth one, which is next month, which is a health special. And health is a little bit of a weird one to define, because I keep just having to think of more ways to say things that ain't correct with the body <laughs> or mind. So... We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics before next year's through our ice streams, where we're going to sort of delve into more specific ones. But we've raised nearly five thousand dollars for charity already. They occur every every other month, and uh, a sort of between eight and ten hours long each, pretty much. And then the podcast was obviously your idea as well, because you came up with the name through our eyes as well, which is very good. Because I was just sat there like I don't know. I think it was just called. Being marginalised in the uh, in the public eye, unknown title one, and it was like mm, that doesn't quite roll off the tongue, does it? So we need something new for that one. <laughs> but yes, then we uh, started up the podcast to do a bit more of a deep dive into individuals. And that's, there we are. That's what we do here every mm -hmm. well other Thursday, but quite often they just seem to amalgamate into. Like weekly at this point. <laughs> yeah, they just turn up whenever they want to, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> but that is also the issue with being this involving people who often have health problems or energy problems or or busy schedules and lives and cannot really um uh dictate, you know, whether or not they're gonna be able to do it on the day. Um yes. So, um, today's one um, was totally intentional, totally not last minute um, uh, organisation of a impromptu host catch-up where Paige and I are basically going to chat lots of shit and show our pussycats to everyone. That's, 
Um... I have one right here. <laughs> well, off, he's a he's a bit of a void. But he's been yelling all day. He has typed in three different Twitch chats by rolling onto the keyboard, which is fantastic. Um, and he spent most of the morning screaming and then went to sleep. And then he spent a bunch of the afternoon screaming. And now he's just just dead over here. Uh, yeah. So he's fine. Trigger <laughs> is gone. <laughs> yeah, you just have a plush unicorn instead. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. There, there we go. Uh, it's it's a very drunken unicorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a bit uh, of a red, red rocket issue we're going on there. <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so if you want to ask us any questions, feel free to. I mean, at, at this point, because it's just the two of us, we're going to be keeping up with the chat anyway. So just mm. type type your questions out as we go. Um, and the alerts are off because obviously it's podcast recording, so we want oh. to want to focus on each other intensely. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> you have my full undivided attention for two hours. How many people can say that? It's true. It's true. Mm. <laughs> we we have to make small talk for two hours. Right. Oh God. Go. <laughs> uh, weather's been pretty shit recently. <laughs> Hi, Smush. <gasps> Apparently, she heard about small talk and wanted to come and distract. Ah, uh, that's okay. <laughs> right. So, um, usually we introduce the interviewees here. So, Paige, would you like to just introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a bit mm-hmm. about you. Okie dokie, I will do. So, hello, I'm Paige or Arthramis, whichever you prefer. Because my name is a mixture of arthritis, which I have, and mythology, which I love. I'm largely a horror-slash-charity-slash-education streamer. I like to do things that uh, make you scream and cry because they're very funny to me. But I only tend to play horror games that are fun to play. If it just feels gross, or it's very trigger-warning-y, then it ain't my vibe. It ain't the kind of thing I want to do. So... As long as everyone's having an amount of fun, tends to be okay. <laughs> uh, but we do a lot of things like that. Uh, as for charity streaming, I'm actually going to be doing a charity stream tomorrow alongside Sega. Because I'm going to be trying one of the Persona games for the very first time. Which is going to be a lot of fun, I've, I've heard. At least people kept telling me to play it, so I figured I would. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yes, I'm a, a full-time content creator. And uh, some other cool things are coming up soon, which I can't actually talk about yet. <laughs> but they're cool, and uh, they'll be exciting when I can talk about them. <laughs> what about you, Drac? Um, I, too, am a full-time content creator. Um, oh, bye, bye, Paige. It's all right, um, I'll be there in a second. <laughs> There's so much glitter in my eye. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay, we're just changing places. Gonna, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to fix this situation. Um... Um, I am a uh, chronically ill um, uh, uh, person that suffers from all sorts of ailments, mainly the big one being um, uh, endometriosis and chronic pain. Um, I have mental health issues and I am generally a variety streamer um rpgs um a lot of elder scrolls online um this 
coming week I'm doing seven days of streams where we're going to be playing Resident Evil Village for the first mm. time where I'm going to be dressed up as big titty goth lady and uh, oh, yes. um, uh, Sai's going to be playing the game. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I create on Twitch for my live streams um, and this podcast is is one of my big babies. Um, mm -hmm. I also create D&D tutorials on YouTube and I'm also a leather worker on Etsy. Um, so lots of bits and pieces all over the place. Um, I did that. I did completely forget to mention any of the chronic illness stuff on my head. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'll sum that up in a moment. I'm also pansexual and demiflux um so uh, uh yeah basically a, a lewd uh amalgamation of every little bit and piece that i could put together really um mm -hmm. so you you wanted to go over your illness <laughs> yeah i forgot i forgot those existed for a minute which is actually a nice thing for a change mm. so yes i live with psoriatic arthritis with a lot of skin presentation now which wasn't the case last year which sucks because it just means that the thinner parts of my skin uh, tear themselves open sometimes, which is fun, and then bleeds, which is not quite so fun. It's essentially like having chicken pox a lot of the time. It's very uncomfortable. So I deal with that and the arthritis. Uh, I live with a condition called fibromyalgia as well, which just results in a shit ton of chronic pain, uh, fatigue, and uh, brain fog, which is the main annoyance. Which is, yeah, it, it, ain't, it ain't my favourite. I have multiple slip discs in my spine, and then I do live with uh, depression and OCD as well, which is fun. It's all, it's all very fun. It's all incredibly fun. But aside from that, I am pansexual and asexual. Pretty much. Okay. So, um, would you like to do health updates first? And then we can get yeah. into the harassment side of things because i feel mm. like this kind of summarizing our illnesses kind of brings us into the health section of it so um health update yeah. how's things been going things so on one side of my health things have been getting better on the other half they've been getting a bit worse so sorry i've just noticed a pair of arms and a cat foot down on the left of your camera <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sai Sai is um currently uh um angling a cat, I think. Ha yeah. Um <laughs> I just I just saw arms and legs and it was a uh, it that, that was confusing for a moment. Sorry, it's just the dead body that I keep in the uh, back there. It's fine. I wouldn't expect anything less. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Yes, as I say, certain things have been getting better, certain things have been getting worse. So the general pain has actually been working itself out a little bit, which is nice. But then the uh, the brain fog issues have been getting a little worse occasionally, as has the skin presentation. So essentially that just means that my psoriatic arthritis doesn't always show up on my skin, whereas psoriasis is a skin condition. So I don't have any plaques, I don't really have any thickening of the skin or anything like that. Um, not like massive flaky skin, which you'll often see with uh, more severe uh, psoriasis cases. 
but mine just goes for the the weaker parts of my skin so especially under the breast is one of the easiest places to explain it it looks like a fucking jackson pollock painting half of the time just red paint everywhere uh in a very polite way of explaining it, <laughs> it yeah it just cuts and it bleeds a lot just because it fancies it and then sometimes it doesn't it just goes away but yes, so we're keeping okay. an eye on that at the moment, and then we will, uh, well, chase it up if it needs chasing. Otherwise, I'm trying to think about uh, getting an ADHD diagnosis, and it's quite difficult as an adult, so I'm not really sure whether I'm going to bother or not, or whether I'm just going to be like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it does seem like it's one of those um, pursuits, especially as an adult, that takes... A long time to get <laughs> from the people that I've I've seen around that have been slowly getting their diagnosis. It does seem like it's it's a long haul kind of thing. And yeah, if if you've got so much other stuff to be trying to deal with, it probably falls on the back burner of getting that diagnosis. Yeah. It could um, also be really expensive actually trying to get it done as an adult because they normally just turn around and go, eh, well, we don't know what you were like as a kid, so nah. It's like, okay. It wasn't an issue when I was a kid or I'd have come in, so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then they'll often try it. You'll need to often go for private to actually get a diagnosis. But yeah, what about you, Drac? What's been, what's been happening in health? So, um... I have been trying to um, come to terms with my chronic fatigue. Um, I've been on all sorts of medications and um, I have actually just had a uh, um, consultation with uh, my endometriosis um, uh, specialist that um, has come to the conclusion that I came to about 15 years ago when I started getting the chronic pain that my chronic mystery pain is pro probably endometriosis um, yeah. which is hilarious because you know they went in and explored and all sorts and they still but anyway yeah that means that they have actually opted to induce menopause so right I am going through the menopause excellent uh, <laughs> Just, just what you need. Just a, in time for the heat wave. Yeah. Um, for me to start developing uh, uh, hot flashes and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the the I went in uh, last Friday for my first implant of it, and it is one big ass fucking needle. That Ooh. honestly, it's the stuff that is in like cartoons. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't actually hurt as bad as it mm. looks right. um i mean i'm not supposed to really that i'm unlikely to experience any um signs or symptoms from it um until like a couple of weeks in but so far i'm feeling pretty okay like yeah. it i haven't developed any of the kooky side of things so uh probably Did you know if you had yeah well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is debatable uh, <laughs> um i got my pip 
finally approved, which yeah. is definitely making life easier now. Um, and got my first COVID jab. So Excellent. it's all more or less going okay. Um, yeah. surviving and I'm, I'm starting to be able to regulate my energy levels a lot better because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm managing to make streams more consistently now. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going okay. <laughs> Yeah, outside of the normal, well, random bollocks that we end up with. Well, this is the thing. Some I, things still working. It's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so I'm saying I'm doing okay. I want to reiterate that when someone with a chronic illness or or depression or or any of these things, the disability, when they're saying that they're okay, when they're saying that they are doing okay, it means that it's not the worst it could be <laughs> that doesn't mean it's gone away <laughs> no. and it doesn't mean that it's suddenly magically got better and you're all fixed it's just that you're not in your extremes and that's good <laughs> yeah it's definitely something with chronic illness that our okay is our regular base level of uh, you know and pain and tolerance and things like that because I mean, I can always notice it when I go for a tattoo or something like that, because I'm, I'm covered from shoulders to knees, pretty much, in tattoos. And I will sit there for three odd hours, mm. just like with a needle going in and out of my thigh, like, pretty fine, playing Stardew. But somebody else will have something on, you know, just here and be sobbing, just the entire 12 minutes it takes. It's just like, this pain tolerance is so different. It's so different, because I fell asleep having my collarbone tattooed. <laughs> like it's uh, but then it's like me being okay would probably be somebody else thinking i should go to a and e <laughs> like it's very yep. it's very different yup yup um yeah cool so one of the things that we mainly wanted to talk about today was um harassment um from twitch partners from communities from um uh fans of games to game devs um yes this is something that has played quite heavily into both of our lives recently and uh um we thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss more about so yes. Paige, why don't you start us off on on what you have been wanting to talk about with the games industry um harassment uh particularly with game devs so for those who don't know my mm. my main experience in this whole kind of industry is as a community manager or a social media manager i did both for a, a good mix of four odd years and then i left the games industry to pursue this full-time and one of the main reasons i went from having a full-time salary job to just starting as a brand new baby bitch streamer trying to build a career out of nothing was harassment and i don't just mean the kind of you suck dev or dev lazy i'm talking about people telling me that i should commit suicide or people saying that they were going to bring an ak and find me uh, as in they were literally going to fly from america with a gun to find me and my team 
or the private messages at three in the morning saying, do you know why you all suck? Or the worst ones, which are the ones where they would say, you're the only good one. And I'm like, why do you think this is going to get you in my good graces? So the thing with harassment is it's insidious. And when you have a corporate account, um, people don't tend to actually think there's a person behind it because it's got a very big amount of followers and they announce very, you know, particular things. But in my experience, I was the one that wrote all of the content, edited all of the content, uploaded all the content, then monitored all the content. And so that means every single tweet or Instagram image, mm. putting together stuff for streams. So when every single response uses personal language to respond to it, like you do know you're all shit, the person, the one person reading that really does feel like it's aimed at them, even if it isn't. So, and that was thing, that was one thing I did get told by, you know, some colleagues trying to help. It's like, oh, we know it's not aimed at you. It's like, okay, but it's aimed at every single piece of work I do. Why the hell would I want to be here? And I have seen that mm. most recently um, outside of my own experience with, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to name names here, but with a couple of games, one that I did work on, and also with the response to Square Enix at E3, where one minute people were lauding them for having a fantastic game, the next another game was announced, and it became, oh, that's where all your money went, you're fucking shit, why don't you die? And this was in within 30 minutes, and it was the same people. So and the main thing that I really want to point out with game dev and harassment is there is a real-life human cost. You are never, ever speaking to the person who not deserves that feedback, but who could actually do something with it. You're never going to get the CEO writing the tweets. You're never going to get the person that funds the projects checking out TikTok. It's never going to happen. It doesn't happen. They barely know those things exist. And if they do know it exists, they don't particularly care as long as it's bringing in the statistics that they need to bring in. So all you are doing is browbeating some poor underpaid employee because game devs in the UK are paid probably less than half what the equivalent are in the US. Uh, and that goes for every single game dev, every single different type, whether you're artist, CEM, writer, programmer, QA, any of those, all underpaid in the UK massively. Uh, you are literally berating the wrong person. You're shouting at the waiter for something the chef did wrong. Again, you shouldn't shout at the chef. You should tell them that there's too much salt and you'd like a new one, essentially. But I know far too many devs who have left and gone to other industries, ones who have left, uh, so many of them taking months off at a time because their hair's started falling out and uh, they've started gaining or rapidly losing weight or taking up smoking or having a drug issue. And it's because no matter where you look, somebody always hates you. And that wouldn't be so bad to deal with if it wasn't every single day and if it wasn't using so much personal language. So I wrote an entire blog post on it. I think the main thing that people can do if you're not one of these jackholes who's actually mm. writing that kind of nasty abuse on the internet is if you see it, you don't need to tell them off, but try and write something nice instead. Like if you appreciate something, say something because you will hardly ever say something when you're pleased with something, but we're very quick to complain. It's like reviewing uh, products. Um, mm -hmm. If it works, quite often you don't say anything about yeah. it. It's only if it breaks is, yeah. <laughs> is when you say something about it. I mean, exactly. it, it very much uh, stood out to me uh, um, 
with um, uh, Bethesda releasing um, Elder Scrolls Online DLC um, uh, last week. Um, obviously, with a new update, there's always, always going to be a lot of uh, server uh, um, updates in the following days because mm -hmm. things unforeseen things end up not working uh, or things go a bit skewy um it's unpredictable you kind of need to just adjust and yeah. um that's how like they, they they you should you should really expect this especially after having so many updates with a game like so I mean it's an MMO we've we've been through the ringer several times with updates <laughs> they're pretty good at doing these DLCs and most of the response was are you fucking kidding me what do you fucking mean why uh, I, is it down I took today off it's like don't ever take release day off you numbskull don't yeah, do that yeah. never take release In day fact, off Generally, rule of thumb, don't play the game until like a week in because it, mm -hmm. it's, it, or, or that particular content. Um, yeah. But there was people just like ripping uh, them to shreds on, on, on server updates. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. a, a support message. That's not even talking about an actual release. That's just a, the server's going to be down for an hour just so that we can get this sorted. Um, mm -hmm. And it it just it made me feel sick, like mm -hmm. looking at that because it's just like you you were all want excited about this update. Surely you want it to work. They're just trying to fix mm -hmm. it for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I I, I yeah. purposely went and and told them that they were doing a fantastic job and that they were um uh, that we appreciated it because. They're mm -hmm. working through weekends to get that updated for us. Yeah, plus imagine your servers go down at 3am. Do you think the server dev waits until 8 when they get up? No, they wake up the second that alarm message goes off. Because being in the games industry, you don't get time off. You are always on call. Something breaks and your product is live, you need to be there. Whether you're on holiday, whether you're at a fucking funeral, you better have cover. Whether you're asleep, whether you're sick, if something goes down, you're the only person that can fix that server, you know damned well you will be. And I have also assisted like in doing all the communications for things like server downages. Game devs don't host their own servers, so if something breaks, it doesn't even necessarily mean it's their fault. I mean, the entire, like, I can't even remember the name of it, the CDN went down and took down most fucking websites, and it was back up within an hour or so. But that had nothing to do with each individual website. It wasn't their fault, and it's the exact same with game servers as well. But yes, it, it does annoy me. And yeah, the, real, the best thing you can do is if you have feedback, make sure it's constructive, not destructive. If you're gonna tear somebody down, stop. You are never gonna get to the person you actually want to be telling off, nor should you be doing that in the first place because it's a video game, get over it. <laughs> But, <laughs> but that's it, the thing. It's like if if the, if a server goes down, play something else. Mm -hmm. It's not the end of the world. You ha you probably have like five hundred games in your uh, Steam library. Go play one of those, or go outside, mm -hmm. read a book. It's <laughs> there are so many things that you could be doing, and it'll be there when you come back. 
Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then you know damn well that the people working on it are shitting themselves far more than you are angry about it. That's because a point. Because, yeah. Also, it means people are wasting their time listening and scrolling through complaints instead of fixing things. Like, the amount, yeah, the amount of hours I spent on damage control and people freaking out and screaming and shouting and all of the nastiness and the threats and the, it, that's time I could have been spending actually preparing another month of content and actually doing the things that people wanted me to do instead of spending the time answering each one of those to, for them to then go, well, I'm going to go give this to support. And it's like, okay, that's, no, please don't. Like, there's literally now they're going to tell you more. It's not so, it's not like mum said no, so go ask dad. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. If you think it does work that way, do it yourself. Then come back and tell me how easy it was. And uh, just start printing money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> just start printing money. And the last thing I will say on this before we speak about some other forms of harassment is QAers. QAers are the fucking backbone of every game development. But nobody knows what they do. Because every single time an update goes out and where something's broken... QA will inevitably be blamed. It'll be, why are QA so lazy? Why are they inept? Did they even test this? Why haven't they all been fired? I would kill them if I saw them. Uh, all this kind of thing, which happens every single update for almost every single game I've seen where something's broken. But do people know that QAers don't fix bugs? Do people know that QAers do not ensure that bugs are fixed? That's actually the product manager and the developers and the coders. Plus, further higher up all the way up to the ceo and if somebody in that line above a qa says stop it doesn't matter what you report sometimes you're told not to report because there's been too much reported and they can't work through it any longer so before you blame a qa realize they actually have found pretty much every single bug you were complaining about saying they never found no they did they did they found it there's enough of them they know what they're doing they're very good at their jobs and uh they sent it to somebody who said no and sent it back and the fall goes to the QAers. It doesn't go to anybody higher up whose decision it is to say stop. And if they tell you this is not going to be fixed, stop telling us about it. It's not QA's job to fix the game, nor do they even have access to do those things on, you know, on how a game is actually put together. So yes, I've found more annoyed QAers about the state of a game than I have annoyed players about the state of a game because they know what needs to be fixed. They know what people are going to be grumpy about and they have it written down, but they were told to stop. I mean, there is in itself something extremely wrong with that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, um... pro projects do have to be managed and maybe, yes, stop putting in spelling error reports while we need to fix this server breaking bug well, is a yeah, fair thing yeah. to do. But it will often come that an update needs to go out, and so if it don't break it, it goes in. And we'll do it later, which then yeah. leads to more crunch and far more work. <sighs> um, but, I mean, the entire concept of taking out your frustrations on someone on who you, you don't even really know who it is as, that's responsible for it mm -hmm. um is something that is fundamentally uh an issue with the internet in general um yeah. it's where there is no you can say whatever you want without any comeuppance because 
you're behind a profile, you're behind a identity, um, and it quite often feels like you can't be, like, no one can hold you uh, accountable. Um, and this kind of leads into the whole issue with the Twitch partner encouraging an entire community to harass uh, um, people that they're raiding. Um, it's it kind of brings into question what what even is the responsibility of a a streamer a uh, a community um, what what even qualifies as being a Twitch partner now and how uh, how is that even like monitored yes exactly so i don't know a ton about the partnership program itself but as far as i do understand it from another partner's messages or i read about it on twitter was that when you apply to be a partner your case is given to a a, a partnership worker essentially and then they plead your case to others so in if we're to believe that's true and we're to understand that that's true then this user who had experienced monumental growth within a single year which was something like seventeen thousand followers that's a lot of people um obviously they didn't decide for their like first ever partnered stream to harass and hate raid and take the piss out of the lgbtq community during pride month that can't be the first time they've ever done anything like that in which case when they applied for partner and they got it they must have seen that there had been a user report towards this person or that they'd been doing a, a number of raids where you know lots of people stuck around and posted lots of comments i'm thinking of things that are purely stats driven that would make me want to look at what was said because either that's a super supportive community or something's being spammed and it's not very nice so i would like to see i would love to see a little bit more sort of transparency in how because when a partner is made partnered they are given a contract to sign and that contract does cover things like not hate raiding people not streaming other people's content not abusing or harassing others for any way shape or form obviously this this partner did it and they did have partnership taken away after a couple of days of being banned um again they were only banned for seven days because that's the first strike offense for partners despite them restreaming um I, I believe a drag artist stream and taking the piss out of this person for ages uh before somebody who is a partner not a, a twitch worker as they thought came into the chat and said something and then they all hushed it up very quickly they knew what they were doing was wrong but they didn't think they would get any comeuppance from it they only did because so many people said this isn't right and i don't have any confidence that twitch would have actually done something about it if twitter hadn't set itself a light saying we yeah. do not want this person in our circles see i think this is one of the fundamental problems with twitch um as it currently is there doesn't seem to be any anyone who's actually dedicated to going through um making sure that partners are doing what they've signed a contract to do um mm -hmm. i mean it's the same it, it should be a case of that partners are being treated like um workers they've signed a contract mm -hmm. they've got contractual ob obligations to uh um uh cover and 
someone should be going around making sure that they represent what Twitch wants to put out there as its platform. Um, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I would say, I argue that, you know, the same should be said for uh, affiliates. Um, but I can understand that affiliates is a much larger group of people that it would be very yes. difficult to police regularly. We do still sign a contract, though, as affiliates. So I, I think I would more like to see... And this is difficult because, especially coming from the games industry, I know that this is a bit of a touchy subject. I, I would like to know that they take care of their user reports more. It's it's something that you can't often say about. So one of the lines I ended up saying was, I can't tell you the results of this investigation, but it will be handled. And I can say at least for everything I investigated, it was handled. It was dealt with. There was genuine care put into it. But when you do then see people seeming to slip the net and people that call uh you know a poc content creators the n-word and then get banned for it which is actually something i saw with the creator the other day they they called them I, I believe they called them a monkey or something like that and they got banned and then they sent an unbanned request and said sorry i meant and then went off on a racial tirade and didn't get banned and it's like this person would have been reported with this exact message this timestamp, this thing that you can see on the back end and yet they're still allowed to interact. There's still no 2FA on Twitch for users to create accounts. So anyone, uh, it's been tested, you can create 100 bot accounts in about two minutes with email verification sign up to get through any chat barrier. Um, it's very, very easy to harass someone. Yeah. And so I, I would like to know that for partners, affiliates, and regular users, that if somebody says this person's been an ass, somebody does actually see that and looks into it and then goes by it as well if harassing language isn't allowed people that use it should be banned whether that's a seven day of a 30 or a perma that that has got to come up to the discretion of the platform itself which i understand i don't need to know the results of that unless of course they have been banned in which case even twitter does this it sends an email saying there was an infraction thanks for letting us know like uh, which is just an automated email they'll send out so yeah yeah i mean it's, it's i think that you highlighted there something that i think is especially important and very um close to home for myself um is that if you can create that many accounts banning should really encompass um um ip banning it should be if you ban someone for harassment they should not be able to then go to a different account and 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 do it yes. again and go to another account and do it again um and i mean you can't you can't go oh yeah okay so i suspect that that account is the same person so i'm gonna ban yeah. them just out of the blue because you know it's yeah induces yeah. paranoia <laughs> yeah and I do understand that IP blocking may not be the correct thing with a website as big as Twitch, because it could be a house share that could be four uni students all using it from the same IP. And so you'll get, you know, two of them are streamers and one of them's a viewer, and then the other one's going about calling people nasty words, and then everyone loses their, you know, way of financial support or their job. So I can see that that may not be the correct thing to do, but 
there's got to be a way, especially if it is coming up, the 100 accounts created from this IP within a 120 second window, ban all accounts immediately or suspend all accounts on suspected harassment flag. Yeah, like, I know sense. these tools can exist. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, because then it allows you to investigate the situation as well. Um, mm -hmm. And be more specific with how you deal with it rather than yeah removing access for an entire household for yeah. an indefinite amount of time and <laughs> mm. especially but. because those people like it's very difficult to get uh, a, a ticket response back from twitch and I've, I've seen that recently with some streamers that like i know um who have had issues with uh like their viewer numbers uh, as in, they appear to be fluctuating far too much, so it looks like a, a stat, like a back-end error, uh, and trying to get some answers on that. And it was only after they went to Twitter twice in a two-week period to say, nobody's contacted me, did they get a response saying, oh, nothing's wrong. It was like, okay, that just looks like a, it's been two weeks. Whoops, send the default, we didn't find anything response. Which, I mean, just saying sorry, we've been super fucking busy, but thanks for waiting, would have been fine. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that is especially um, frustrating about dealing with uh, Twitch um, as a user in general. It's it's a platform you want to be able to you know report problems and feel like you're actually being listened to, and and quite often unless unless it it goes viral on on Twitter yes. and there's enough angry people, then they just push it under the rug. Um, and this is this is the interesting thing from working in the games industry. So this isn't just purely on my experience, but from knowing a lot of other CMs as well. You can't normally action reports made on other platforms because it has to be done within your own platform using your own report system. But if people are only getting responses after they go to Twitch on Twitter, that means that they're actioning reports from outside, which isn't a bad thing, seeing as it is a a public platform. But it does then unfortunately lead to the idea that their user report system isn't properly being listened to or maintained. And I will say we are complaining, but we both work on Twitch full time. And this isn't a case of we're only saying this because we want it to be better, which is just such an abusive mentality. But I'm saying it from personal experience. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that will actually use very uh, abusive means to justify being horrid yeah. to others, you know, especially like game devs and things like that. So if a Twitch uh, worker was to see this, this isn't an attack on anybody, but it is just as a marginalized creator, seeing lots of other marginalized creators not be listened to by the platform and being harassed by other users, it is very difficult to feel safe or to know that if something horrible does happen, you'll actually be helped. Yeah, and that very much has been my feeling in the past um uh, a few months because i i basically decided with my issue that if anyone's seen what happened on twitter then the story's on there but um i i i didn't really see a point in reporting to twitch about the user because who's going to listen to someone who averages around 15 uh, uh, <laughs> viewers uh, every uh, uh, stream and uh, um, isn't raking in 
huge chunks of money it's it, it it very much feels like you have to be of a certain level for for you to be taken seriously or to be but, yeah. listened to and that's that's yeah. sad because overall the platform I, I i like i love the platform i love twitch and i love doing what i do and i love interacting with people and most of the people that you come across are amazing mm -hmm. but you want to feel listened to because it is yes. important and it is for a lot of us it is a business it is our livelihood not just something that we do on the weekends for fun <laughs> especially when the majority of partnered streamers I do know, and I mean people that have been partnered for a long time, are marginalised creators. Some of them are disabled and can't hold down uh, another regular job. I I'm talking people like Sweet Anita, who is amazing, but who has said that they couldn't manage a, you know, like a full-time retail job because of their Tourette's syndrome, because it can be very difficult for them to actually control and can cause real damage to them trying to do that. And so streaming gave them so much freedom which is amazing but <laughs> sorry my cat's just screaming support in the background and then there's there's a lot of other streamers i know who are marginalized i know a lot of partner trans streamers which is absolutely fantastic but i it don't have any took a lot a long time for a, a lot of them to get there and yes was... i don't have any confidence that if they got hate raided it would be properly dealt with yeah. Hello. <laughs> She's like, it's my time now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Kitty breath. <laughs> oh, he's been drinking gravy. What? Well, he's got gravy cat food, so he's just been... Oh. He just oh, no! Get your tail out my mouth! Well, that was fun. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. But yes. But in, yeah. In, in your situation, you just didn't feel... You basically went to all of the people that could be affected to warn them about a particular user who essentially was stalking and harassing. Yeah. Without going into any of the specific details, but who has managed to evade multiple different blocks and things yeah. like that. Um, because also blocking, or sorry, banning a user from your channel does not ban them from seeing your streams. You have to block and ban. They are two different things. But if you only do one of them, people could still view your channel. And of course, they could just log out, sure. But also at that point, they'll be hit with uh, just unending bloody uh, ads and things like that. I would, this is the only time I will ever say this. I'd like to see them do what Facebook does. <laughs> Sorry. Um, which is, if you scroll down more than a third of the page, it brings up a log in button, which you cannot remove. Well, most people can't remove because they don't know how, but... You cannot remove that. You have to log in or sign up to continue viewing content. So I think that would be a good way to get around it as well, is that a ban should stop them from seeing you even exist. And that way, if they then log out to continue trying to view you and they watch for more than a minute, it says, hey, if you want to keep watching this, you need to log in, which they can't do because they're banned, which, again, I think would make it a lot safer. Yeah. Users. It would very much make me feel more comfortable because yes. uh, due to the uh, situation that I went through, it very much made me want to quit streaming 
because of that feeling like yeah. no matter what I did, I, I I still wouldn't be rid of them. Yeah. I couldn't avoid it, um, despite removing myself from uh, uh, many of the communities that I uh, um, interacted with, uh, um, blocking them on all of my other socials. Uh, it It's... It needs to be a bit more permanent feeling. Yeah. <laughs> they need yeah. to make the, their their users when they do report someone feel like they are actually getting a solution, not just a well. We still want them to use our platform and everything. And yeah, so I think communication is the main thing that we'd like to see across a multitude yeah. of topics from from Twitch and from other platforms as well and i'd really like other platforms that are up and coming to be taking this kind of thing into consideration because i have seen a couple of up and coming platforms which look really good they still don't have the amount of things and the like the thing the protections that twitch does have but if i did see that they had loads more protections and they added in loads of other things that others haven't done or won't do it well it would be a sway yeah again unfortunately twitch doesn't really have a competitor no no, because Mixer shut down, Facebook is Facebook, and YouTube isn't really for streaming. It isn't the easiest to do. It doesn't no. give you as much creative freedom with it. No. Um, and that's, I think, part of the issue, really, mm. is it needs, it needs competitors. It needs yeah. more to go up against that is challenging, kind of like what's happening with Discord, um, with Gilded. Yes. Um that means that it's now actually something that they need to address and they need to mm. actually do something to keep their um uh, clientele uh, rather than just being like yeah well we've covered all that and uh, we can do what we want yeah. <laughs> not yeah. uh, not saying yeah. that i don't like discord i love discord but oh yeah um it's it's just nice to see that there is now another player in the field that is it, I mean, it keeps people accountable. It keeps them yeah. evolving, and that's a good yeah. thing. <laughs> and hopefully, some healthy innovation between the two. I mean, Discord. Discord would be perfect for me if it had one other feature that it doesn't have, but every other social call platform has, which is uh, inbuilt closed captioning, because it doesn't have it at all. And that would be perfect for streams like these, instead of having to run like two different programs and three different sources, and being able to try and manage each individual source to get everyone captioned at the same time. Yeah. Uh, whereas Zoom has it, like Google Hangouts has it. I think even Facebook has it. Like a lot, anywhere else that <laughs> lets you have- I love how much you hate Facebook and yet all you can say is like, and they've got this one that I like and they've got this. Oh, it's, it's an even, <laughs> I, I have not used Facebook for about seven years or so, apart from professionally and actually, Facebook, surprisingly, where people use their real names, their real addresses, their real photos, has the nastiest people on it I have ever seen. Very nasty. The main harassment came from Facebook to the point it was like, oh, we need to do Facebook stuff today. It was like, no, I, no, yeah. no, I, I will campaign to shut this down. Like, I will not do that. Facebook is just horrendously just full of unbridled fury and just ridiculous people who, for some reason, 
don't feel that they need to uh, cover their identity to be a massive cunt. They're happy just to wear that on their sleeves. So that's fun. It's just... I mean... Facebook is horrendous. Mostly for the people that it has cultivated. It has a couple of good innovations on it. But the actual platform is so toxic. It's so bad. It is worse than YouTube comment sections. Which is, is hard to believe. Quite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dear. But yes. Uh, so, um, I feel like we should move on to something a bit more... Lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. Even a little. Even a little. So it's Pride Month. Yes. Rather than focusing on all the uh, shit things that are currently happening with uh, uh, Pride Month and creators getting harassed and such forth, as we've just discussed, let's focus on what enjoyable things have been going on and what plans have been going on and what have you been doing for Pride Month and. Yes, well, obviously, so talking about Twitch, first we will say that the uh, the in, uh, new tags came in, which are inclusivity tags, and I will say for the couple that they missed as well, they have already responded they're being added in, which were things like a plural tag, because there was, there was a DID tag, but there wasn't just a plural tag, which people asked for, which they were like, oh, yeah, of course, and there it goes, which was really lovely to see. So people have actually been able to identify themselves because... Like, some streamers will stream one particular game end on just for years, and that's what they're known for. But some people are more known for their personalities, and so they wanted to be able to say who they were, not what the game they were playing was. So it's really lovely to have those tags. It has been really nice, although it is still a little buggy, because one of the ones I keep getting told people are finding me for is achievement hunting, which I've never used. So that's weird. But hey, <laughs> that's fine. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, aside from that, main plans are what's coming up tomorrow, which is my uh, stream with Sega, with the Sega stream team, uh, playing Persona 4 for the first time. And I have a very lovely shirt. They sent me a very lovely shirt. It's covered in rainbow. It's, it's very cool. Although it does just say ages because my camera's flipped. So <laughs> that's fine too. But... Yes, that's that's my main plan. It's just more charity stuff, as usual. As usual. Unfortunately, um, that despite it being pride, there's still a lot of shit happening around the world trying to... Uh, yeah. ...wash uh, the existence of LGBT people. So, yeah, for for us, it actually says Sega, because uh, Discord flips the uh, camera for... for hey! <laughs> so on my stream, Excellent. it's the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay then. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 sad to see, but at the same time, it just emphasizes just how much we still do need pride for the reason that pride exists in the first place, <laughs> rather than it being just a a party. Um, it, it it does highlight the importance of the the entire um process and and that it is very much still an issue and it's still present and it's I mean the fact that there's uh, uh streamers getting harassed for uh um being LGBTQIA or the fact that countries are still bringing in 
stupid rules that make absolutely oh, yes. no sense it's it's but, still essential it that's the main thing that pisses me off with a lot of the rules that have recently been coming in 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 america and in hungary in the uk is the main argument is just it's just the simpsons what about the children but it's like do you remember that lgbt children exist because you're basically just saying no fuck them only the normal kids only those ones we will help because uh you know young boys are getting told off for upskirting girls and the girls are being told to wear skirts but god damn let's hope that no boy actually looks at another boy because uh, that's perversion that is you know not upskirting a seven-year-old it's <sighs> you cannot say your argument is for the kids if you don't give a shit that there are loads of different times of types of kids yeah and if you don't um, accommodate uh, um, the uh, idea that kids uh, have the ability to uh, make their own uh, uh, choices and also uh, uh, know themselves better than uh, you do and therefore have the right yes. to uh, access the uh, uh, medication that they need for uh, um, making uh, their lives so much better and yet mm -hmm. You're punishing those for everyone to 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 be themselves <laughs> yeah and it's not even like the treatments and i say treatments quite loosely that kids may be given are they are reversible completely reversible because they are given to and i'm talking specifically about some of the treatments given for trans children they are the same treatments given to cis children it's just the word trans people are scared of they don't understand that puberty blockers simply stop your vagina gushing blood. That's literally it. And so if a nine-year-old gets her period, she may be put on puberty blockers because that ain't, that ain't healthy for the body, nor is it healthy to raise a child going through the wrong puberty. Yeah. Like, that's that not can, healthy at all. That in itself can do all sorts of uh, um, uh, damage uh, uh, in itself um, and you're basically you're choosing one way for the person to suffer over another and that's just that's ridiculous <laughs> you're meant to like I'm never gonna be a parent because I can't have kids and well I may adopt one day that's a thing but surely if you are a parent you want what's best for your kid but that doesn't mean you know what that is it doesn't yeah. mean you are right otherwise you probably wouldn't be having to consider what the correct answer is anyway that means that there's doubt and if there's doubt you should probably ask somebody who does know yeah or may at least be able to help or ask your fucking children what they want yeah it's, i mean it's it, not difficult the idea that um uh, you can't have a uh, serious conversation with a child uh despite the fact that most adults also have times where they they can't make decisions um mm -hmm. pretty much all the time for me but like <laughs> like if 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 you yourself struggle with choosing which way uh, uh, you want to go in a decision making process but you're al you're allowed th those rights mm -hmm. why shouldn't a kid who also have the same ability to to make those decisions for themselves 
and it's so much more fluid for a kid as well. It doesn't cost a kid anything to be able to say that their name is Jane, and that's the name they want to play with for a while. Like, actually allowing them that saves them so much more heartache and financial strain in the future as well. It it makes me it makes my heart ache to see how people actually more end up abusing their kids thinking that they're trying to do the right thing when all they're doing is uh taking on peer pressure from the dead because it's all tradition is and some traditions are good but most of the time it's it, well, i'm gonna say it, it makes it uneasy here but it's all steeped in the ideas of organized religion and uh the the idea that something's written in a dusty old book edited by a dusty old group of white men is how we determine the the wealth uh, the, the the worth of a person and their soul and heaven and hell and yeah fucking i mean read a science book <laughs> not basing how you raise your children on a tome edited by people so that they could write divorce into it so they could fuck another woman and maybe actually try listening to the life in front of you instead of the shitty old pieces of paper um yeah i mean not i'm we've had this discussion before where it's a case of belief is something completely different from organized religion <laughs> um it's very often the case that if it's associated with organized religion quite often along the christian sides of of things because there are a lot of organized religions that don't <laughs> do those kind of things it's it's usually a a control thing it's usually a a trying to give one particular demographic uh, um a um a huge advantage over everyone else mm -hmm. and it, that's that shouldn't be the case with any any kind of um belief system or or ethics or no. <laughs> moral choices <laughs> and belief in religion can be a beautiful thing but you cannot use books that are hundreds of thousands years old to dictate how current society works it's not how it works and for anybody who thinks transgender people are a new thing trying looking up some of the ancient indian uh writings and celebrations and the fact that archaeology is massively whitewashed and that the amount of graves that have been found with male skeletons so i'm talking about things like you can tell from the size and shape of the pelvis bone uh who likely owned that skeleton but buried with wigs and women's clothing and women's makeup uh products you know that would have been used and and people have said maybe they're gay it's like no and that's okay that is fine yeah it, it just people hurt each other based on somebody else's writings and they're being manipulated by an old book i feel and it like makes me really sad a good example here is um if you feel weird about following um uh, ancient medical texts about how things are um uh, how diseases are transmitted through miasma and <laughs> if you feel weird about that why are you trusting another book that is <laughs> telling you what to do another book that wasn't even peer-reviewed <laughs> 
So honestly, if you're gonna trust this book, make sure next time you have a cold, you try bloodletting from the temple and here it works. Like, no, you wouldn't do that. Nor, like, I, I just, every time I think of, of the old Bibles and the people that are really into it, I just remember them. I'm just imagining them sitting there, reading out the line to their children, and the emissions were of those of donkeys, and it's like, oh yes, very good Christian values, they're just jizzing everywhere. That sounds super Christian to me. That sounds like, you know, don't hurt anyone or hate anyone, or uh, do not do not steal or murder your parents. Like, I'm pretty sure they said in there, do not let your child choose their own name, because, yeah, that's a sin. But not jizzing like a donkey. You know, that's fine. I mean, don't 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 murder people unless it's specifically told to you by yes. a, a, a a deity that you have never actually seen or uh, um, uh, talked to. But as long as as long as uh, um, mm-hmm. you get the feeling that it's it's uh, uh, in keeping with uh, uh, what that yeah. deity wants, then cool. Yeah, no, that's that's how it works. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. It's... Oh dear. There is definitely a difference between holding belief in something greater than yourself, um, belief in in something that gives your life meaning or an ethical mm-hmm. road or a, a, a moral compass. Mm-hmm. But nothing should be without um, uh, an introspection. <laughs> yeah. You like, should be looking at it and you seeing be, if you agree with it. Exactly. You shouldn't take everything as as given. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It should it, be a case of that if something doesn't sit right with you, then don't don't follow it. Like <laughs> obviously that doesn't meet your moral compass and Yeah, it's 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 frustrating. And uh, a lot of these rules are just sort of being put... Like, So the one in Hungary really pissed me off the other day. Essentially, uh, a bill went through saying that you cannot share any kind of, like, homosexual activity with anyone under 18. That doesn't mean you can't... You know, that doesn't mean having sex with people. Because obviously, no, people should be of the age of consent and be oh, yeah. consenting. Yeah. But it basically means that... well you can't use flags and shit, and you can't talk about the LGBTQ with anyone under 18 and things like that. Um, Quite often with all of these uh, uh, rules that get brought in, I can see where they may have been trying to go, and then they didn't stop for a minute and go, wait, how can this be interpreted other than this? But here's the thing about this particular bill. Do you know why it was voted like 157 to 1 in favour? because the rider it was put on was an anti-paedophilia bill. So anyone that said no was going to be branded a paedophile, and anyone that said yes was going to be the saviour of the children. So you either voted that LGBTQIA plus things cannot exist around kids uh, and not be a paedophile, or you could be a homosexual and a paedophile. You got to choose. So the people that were going to vote against it abstained so as not to have their entire lives destroyed by the idea that they do horrible things with children. But this is how a lot of these things, and a lot of the things in America are coming through, and a lot of things in the UK are coming in on other bills that you don't want to be seen on the other side of. And of course, 
I'm pretty sure the majority of people that would have voted against this LGBT one are not agreeing with the pedophilic bill either. They want to vote no to both of these things. But you either voted yes to both, or... Oh. Oh. Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's this is how a lot of uh, uh, stuff is being um, slipped back through um, everything. It's it's distraction tactics and and general uh, um, um, threat of of public disgrace um, to get the way that they want it and it's only a select few that are trying to get those things yeah <sighs> yeah so yeah, this was meant to be our light i was gonna topic say this 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 is this is the part where we were supposed to talk about all the light-hearted <laughs> stuff and the um the 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 good stuff and how excited we are for all of the celebration of um all lgbtqia uh and um how things are looking up for the future unfortunately it's not time to celebrate that because sure some of us can celebrate some of us are being more accepted some of us are being more accepted if we demonize the others mm. I mean, I think which can't be how a community pulls together. You, it no. has to be all or none. No, <laughs> I do disagree slightly there. That you can, you can still celebrate. Mm. Still celebrate. I mean, there's always cause to celebrate what mm. has been achieved. It's just celebrate with the idea that yeah. it's still you're halfway there, rather mm. than then it, it's an end. It's... Yeah. It, you've, you've still got to celebrate the wins. If you don't, then... Yeah. It, it's going to feel more hopeless. Mm. And that doesn't yeah. help the uh, cause <laughs> either. Yeah, I think it's more... I'm, I'm, I'm more trying to say, like, we can't be like, yeah, it's all brilliant, it's all fantastic. And then you look over and it's like, oh, we'll sort you out next month, all right? It, it's... Yeah, it's very much what you've said. We we can celebrate, we can celebrate together, but we still need to make sure that we don't forget to actually, you know, drop the ladder back behind us and actually help keep other people getting the rights and the humanity they deserve. Yeah. Right. All right, what's our third topic? Uh, let's see yeah, let's see how, uh, how we can get through this. Fourth, <laughs> fourth topic. Oh, fourth, fourth topic. I've skipped our, a topic. Our last one is um future plans what's next for through our eyes uh what's what's some future endeavors that are in the mix all right well for through our eyes there are there are many plans uh, i can confirm it will continue next year which is excellent basically as long as I can continue to be a full-time streamer, they will continue. It's, it's the whole thing on it, because I have the, the, the ability to, to run them. So the next stream is next month, which is on the 24th of July, which is our health special. This year we also have a marginalised genders special coming up to sort of, well, to discuss a lot of the things that we have discussed today, pretty much. 
So we'll be doing that. Uh, we will also be doing a Christmas special, which is going to be silly, but I'll probably call it a winter special instead, in December, where basically every single person that's been on one of the streams this year will be invited to uh, sort of submit something that they've done over the last year so we can have essentially a variety show celebrating marginalised communities and, uh, you know, the wins that everyone's had in whichever way, shape or form they had them, which should just be nice because it's just going to be a lot of different people celebrating together, which is nice. So I'm looking forward to that. And next year as well, there are plans for a lot more specific topics, so more specific groups, uh, of course, trying to keep an eye on what's happening around the world. Hello, Titan. And uh, also looking at... Hi, Kat. What's but... wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Also looking at doing some spin-offs. <laughs> so, alongside marginalised uh, communities, there are other communities and there are other groups who are still getting a lot put down, like getting put down and getting mistreated. So especially, I started thinking about this with uh, game developers and sort of just trying to explain what does the game dev actually do and what does this job actually mean and what is the human cost? So. There may be some mini through our eyes streams coming out over the next year, uh, focusing on different groups that aren't necessarily marginalised groups, but still looking at marginalised people within those groups. So to just try and sort shine a light on different areas in the world. So going along with the idea of having more specific groups, but it may just be retail workers or people in the games industry or uh, people that own dogs. You know, it, whichever group needs to have a discussion, it'll be that and then looking for the right people to talk about the the topic in that group women in science yes exactly things like that and uh hopefully doing some ones as well around like university students and, and looking into the the world of schooling and things like that and trying to reach to to different groups of people but yes what about the podcast jack um there is intent to continue doing this as long as we have people turning up to take part and interview and um continue highlighting creators um we've we're currently looking for people to come on the podcast because we'll have some dates coming up soon um mm -hmm. and by soon i mean august uh, <laughs> my planning is <laughs> <laughs> I like to be much more in uh, in advance than uh, um, uh, like a week or so. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I have every intent to continue doing this. Um, people have been positive about about them and they seem to enjoy them and it gives us a chance to talk about more serious topics that generally we might not get to talk too much about during mm. our regular streams because often you have like a brief moment to react and then you move on to something else and it gives us a chance yeah. to really talk about topics more thoroughly. Yeah. Um, I would love to see us reach out to some things like some charities and actually get some spokespeople to come on yeah, and actually talk, yeah, talk about you know almost from a, a professional's point about marginalizations yeah. and communities especially with the things like the mermaids and stonewall are just getting lambasted at the minute and just just 
beaten down it would be lovely to actually yeah invite them onto a safe environment where we can hear a little more very much so, so. That, that would be cool um yeah. okay um other future plans so yeah, I mean it mostly goes along that line with the with the streams as well is to try and reach out to either get some sponsors or to get some charity involvement. So I can say that with this next one for health next month, we will have some extra content recorded with uh, special effects who are going to be our charity for this one coming up. So I'm going to be doing some recorded interviews with Becky Frost who is absolutely amazing and she and I are going to just do some segments that we can play throughout the stream sort of introducing people to the charity itself and a little bit about the people that we are raising to help uh, because that's definitely the spin I want to have on it so many people turn up for these conversations and so many people have fed back that they really enjoy having them that it would be wonderful to keep using that to then directly benefit groups so to try and actually have a bit more charity involvement instead of just saying, we're doing this for you. It's like, come and be part of it so that we can do more. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the things. We also are considering uh, doing some merch for Through Our Eyes. Um, I'm working on some designs at the minute, but they're a little uh, dumb right now. So working on those, but with the idea that part of it would go towards myself and Drac, uh, and then part of it will go towards charities as well. So that it, it benefits the kind of people that we're talking about, but also, you know, we don't get paid for doing anything, <laughs> any of these or any of the hours that goes into it or any of the creation or the promotion or like the through our eyes streams take like they last 10 hours, but they take me about 80 to 90 to actually plan and put together and do. And that's 100 hours work that I don't get paid for. Yeah. Which, of course, I'm happy to do, and I don't have somebody paying me for it. But if we can then create something that helps benefit us and charity, that would be great. Yeah, so. and the same with the podcast. Obviously, we've got to do yes. editing. We've got to obviously do the physical recording. There's the organisation mm -hmm. to try and get people on. There's the questions that we have to uh, write up to uh, get it sorted. So yeah, it's it's definitely an intensive project, but it's worth it. Yes, definitely, definitely worth it. And I guess one of like both mine and Drax long-term sort of goals that we'd like to try and do is uh, when there is a next in-person person Twitch event is to try and see if we can get accepted as a panel. So a, a live panel so we can actually do a through our eyes, essentially stream slash podcast yeah. live in front of a, an audience with, you know, taking audience questions and things like that. So yeah. that would be very cool. So that whether it is be. a Twitch event or a, another sort of like a gaming event or something like that, where we can apply for a, for a platform space then we will try that out because yeah. it's not going to be much different to what we do now anyway it's just it's less lag <laughs> <laughs> less, less lag and less cats falling on the desk and less talk of constipation probably yeah <laughs> i'll guarantee it depends uh... what the night before was like so oh dear oh god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um for for me um the i've got um a project that's currently ongoing um is the kickstarter for the disability and chronic illness app um so we are 
trying to fund um, uh, the development of a journal uh, diary that is um, basically illness friendly. It's it it's trying to accommodate a lot of the things that a lot of other journals do not cover, um, mm. which I did as a paper version that could be printed out and a lot of people said that it would be good to have um uh as a an app so that's what i'm doing trying to do that um it's still got 40 days to fund um we've currently got two percent so if anyone would like to share it or or help out or such force spread it around in communities that would be super appreciated because hopefully this time uh um next year we'd have it actually out and usable um but obviously we can't do that without funding to get it going so yes that's uh, Jack, you, you, you might want to say its name and where they can fund it <laughs> I was hoping that someone was going to put it in my chat at this point, but apparently they've it they've gets. they've not. So Dang it, John. My... <laughs> so the app is called Chronolytic. Um it's on Kickstarter. Um it's a two person project at the moment, so it's basically me and the person who's programming it. Um I'm doing all the designy stuff. Um and it was my brainchild um and um yeah i need to, i need to pay the person who's actually programming it so because yeah. <laughs> i'm not good at that oh jeez. <laughs> oh, okay i'm gonna pull um, that on the floor but yeah um it's in my it's in my um the link is in my chat anyway uh but um one second and i will throw it over into the discord so that you can share that as well yes um copy it's all right pasta. john i was just calling you out because you were the first mod name i saw <laughs> copy pasta there we go it's in the discord um but yeah so that's that's what one of my future projects that are is going on um Excellent. And yeah, basically looking for guests for the podcast still. Yes. So if what anyone's about... interested. Huh? Yes. What about stream goals? Stream goals? I want to be fucking partnered by the end of the fucking year. Um... <laughs> All right, then. Um, I've, I've been doing this for over four years now. Um, for me, it feels very much like it's it's this year or never um because it's been it's been so long and now is the time that i'm like properly focused have a proper like aim with like doing the podcasts got my youtube going it's it's mainly yeah i i i've i mean other than getting like 500 followers on twitter and hitting 2.5k on on twitch i i i yeah i need to uh, for me it's it's partnership um just because uh, that that for me will be a 
despite everything, despite all of the things that have gone on, despite everything for me health-wise, I showed even Twitch that I could fucking do it. So... Fair. You? So what do you need to do to get there then? Oh, what First I need to do? To, I need to get my viewership up. Uh, it's the average, yeah? <laughs> it's the average. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, my Twitch stats have always been a bit wonky. Um, no matter whether or not I average uh, 20 uh, or or what, my Twitch partner application always says 13. No matter what the change is. No matter what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been frustrating. <laughs> yeah, like, that might be something worth, worth looking into with another sort of uh, couple of the analytics programs and sending them a, a user ticket, maybe. Maybe. Just in case there is something on the back end that looks a little bit weird. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah, I do know that the viewer issue, uh, I saw Sai was talking about it, um, there is a, a viewer number issue going on at the minute, at least. Yeah. Twitch says there isn't, but I've seen 3,000 odd I, streamers saying or liking yeah. a tweet about it, so... I get that. It, <laughs> mm. I don't know if I do, I just have... I Yeah, I have no idea. I just sort of look at the analytics afterwards and go, oh, okay! So... <laughs> Or, you know, uh, but, you know, one or two, one or two. <laughs> For me, it's 80% the latter. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it is just numbers. It's numbers yeah. that's, it's a number game. Um, mm -hmm. I love my community. My community are amazing. They're just the kind of people that I, I, I want to be around. Um, I've got lots of fun projects and I've got the time to do it. It's just, just getting twitched to, <laughs> to recognize the things. But yeah, how about you? Main thing I'm working for at the moment is uh, 2K followers. Uh, we are less than 30 to go, which is pretty exciting. So essentially working towards that, just putting towards a, uh, putting a celebration thing towards it. And most of the stuff I'm doing like charity based is for through our eyes. So, I mean, trying to we were going to try and get to 5k raise this year. We're at 4.7, so pretty sure that'll hit. Pretty sure that'll be fine, seeing as the next fundraiser we'll be doing is to raise two grand again, seeing as that seems to be a good average we seem to hit, which is excellent. So we're going to go far past that one. And from there, it will just literally be working through milestones until such a point that I'm either like, yeah, I want to go for partnership or, you know, whatever I decide I want to do. Like, partner would be cool, but... My my main goal with this whole thing and doing it full-time as a career is if I can pay my rent and I get to keep doing educational things and managing my own conditions, then I'm fine. Like, I'm I'm not looking to be the, the next ninja and be raking in millions with, you know, different companies and sponsorships and uh, deals and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, if I, can, if I can pay my rent and, you know, have enough to live comfortably, then that's... That's all I'm looking to actually earn from it. And then I will be, well, that's that's it. Just happy because then I can get to do the other things I want without worrying. Yeah. I that's mean, it, so. that's, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being able to pay bills is, is, is something that would be nice. <laughs> yes. yes. But yeah, for me, it's more of a, just a, a affirmation yeah. of, of, the the time and the energy and the tears and the sweat and the blood going into it that just feels like it should be 
that should be the goal of this year for me. But yeah. Yeah, fair. Well, sounds um, like you're on the right track to, to make it happen. So Sorry, there's a question in my chat. This is kind of personal, oh, right. but do you guys worry about long-term finances if you commit to streaming full-time? Like, what about your pensions? <laughs> I Pension. have. <laughs> well, so I worked from 18 to 26. I worked multiple jobs. I have no idea if I have a pension, where it's kept, how I access it, how much is there. Nobody teaches you. They tell you they're paying towards it. I've got zero clue if I ever will have a pension or how much money is put in it. I don't know. I have no idea how to find out. And yes, the only reason I can stream full time is because of the man that sits behind me while I stream um, is my husband. He's currently got his hands up in the air. You can't see him, but um, <laughs> kind of looks like this. <laughs> my husband is my, my husband is incredibly smart and good at his job and willing to put in the work so that I do not have to, because I, I, when I was in my last job, when I was working in, uh, oh, thank you, when I was working in the games industry, it was one of the first times I'd ever had suicidal thoughts, and uh, that couldn't stand any longer. It couldn't, it couldn't stand. Um, and so we, like, we made the choice that it was better for me to get out and come what may will deal with it. And yes, at this point, my personal savings have dried up. So, yeah, while I don't always talk about money and stats and things, if I can just get to the point where I can pay part of the rent and, you know, have some to put aside every now and then or to, you know, visit family and shit, then that's all I'm working for. And then the rest of the time I will happily put in without any kind of financial remuneration because I enjoy it and because it feels good to give back to, to other people and, and, you know, education and to charity. I just need to be able to do the bare minimum for myself. Yeah. yeah as for pensions, no fucking clue. I'm not looking that far ahead. Yeah. Because I just... All I'll do is worry about it and I don't need to spend the next 60 years worrying about what's going to happen in 60 years. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's um, quite similar. Um, I, I, I mean, as I went along with all of my jobs, I took my pensions out when I finished them, apart from the last one because they never actually did pay me the pension despite the fact that I asked for it. Um, I have... all I have is uh, an ISA um, because we were saving for a house um, before I had to quit my part-time job because of my health. Um, I... I, my streams basically, um, I make about, um, enough to put back into it. It's, it basically, it's just self-maintaining, so that money goes on to buying games for the stream, or for giveaways, or for sometimes getting a bit more equipment, or something like that. It, it, it's not paying any of my bills. Um, I am lucky enough that I qualified for PIP recently, um, so that is now a, a little chunk of money that allows me to do things like pay for a cleaner to clean the house so that I don't use up the only spoons that I have <laughs> and that our rented accommodation is maintained. 
Um, in terms of pension, I mean, my ISA technically can be used as a pension, but yeah, none of it's good. I try and put as much away in, in savings. I'm a squirreler, so I try to squirrel away all money that I can because I don't know what, what shit's going to hit the fan when. Um, yeah. I'm only... I'm only able to do this because my partner works and reached, like last year got a job that allowed the freedom and comfortableness mm. to be able to afford our bills and then put a little bit away. <laughs> yeah. So if if it was if it wasn't for for him, I I would be um as discussed yesterday uh living in my friend's attic um with with a cat um uh crying killing ourselves at another job we can't manage to yeah. do yeah that's the problem it's like i can't i can't i mean if i can barely make streams consistently i can't work a full-time job i i yeah and it's this, like this i can I can and I did, but Sam dear uses God, it... it's super effective. Aww, <laughs> cute. Yeah, it's like I can and I did, but I couldn't any longer, and I definitely couldn't. Like, I see job applications and things now that I'm like, that would be awesome, and then I remember how much time I spent accidentally just basically narcoleptically falling asleep because one of my eyes has gone blurry and shut, and I can't see, and then I pass out. And it's like, mm, okay, that can't work on a shop floor. That doesn't, that doesn't do it. And you know, oh, couldn't make that meeting. Sorry, I collapsed. Like I, I naively <laughs> uh, applied for a postdoc. Um, uh, the almost the application almost killed me. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, my community. No, I, I was basically out for like four days after it. Um, got that rejection today. Uh, didn't even get an interview. Uh, for an application that I. Took, took most of my energy for a week and a half. <laughs> um, but I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Like, yeah. that's the problem. It's like, yeah, okay, now and again, I do put out to a job when I feel like I'm being naive and silly for committing to something so unstable as streaming and content creation and when i look at my finances and i don't make that payout uh uh that month and go what the fuck am i gonna do this month but i know that i can't do it and it's it's better to do something it's better to try and do something than to to not <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's not it's stressful it's stressful it's 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 not stable it's yep. <laughs> it's scary shit most most partner streamers i know can't pay their rent mm. and of course like our jobs are based on the generosity of others and also like if you i look at my streaming ad revenue uh, on street uh so ad revenue pays about three dollars a month Maybe. If you're maybe. lucky, yeah. If you are lucky. If you are lucky, maybe $3. But of course, uh, on any payment that you make via Twitch, Twitch takes up to 50% of it. So if you sub to Drac right now or to me, uh, and you paid $5, so that's the, the sort of minimum amount it will tend to be, 
we would earn $2.50, which is about £1.70 minus tax. It's about £1.20 per $5 that you spend. Yeah. So that's why we have to go to other platforms. Uh, so like, I have Kofi Gold, uh, which I absolutely love. It's way better than Patreon and lets you set up like monthly payments and things. But again, you then have to build a brand new platform up and try and actually get some people to you know come and look over there and be like actually yes i do want to support you and it's like you can't also expect everyone else can do that but yeah. then it's like shit this is my job which i don't actually get paid for but i put too much time into this because streaming full-time ain't being on stream full-time for every 10 hours of work you actually put in on a stream you probably put in double of that in planning organization setup editing uh communication uh, dealing with harassment, dealing well, but then of course, outside of all of that, you do still need to maintain your house and cook and try and clean, and then realize you don't have the spoons for all of it. And then the stream goes, and because of that, you don't make any money, so then you can't afford to maintain the house or buy the cleaning supplies or all the food. It's just, <laughs> it's cyclical. It's really cyclical. What do you guys make of streamers burning out? Do you think streaming is more or less stressful than a regular job? I I, I wouldn't say I I. I'd say it's any job can be stressful. Um, I think the the stress of streaming doesn't necessarily come from the act of streaming. Yeah. So the as Paige was just saying, the idea that that oh you're only on stream for four hours uh, for four days a week. Um, how could it be stressful? It's yeah, but you don't see what is going on outside of that the project uh, management the uh, planning uh, and the uh, um trying to uh maintain four different uh socials and uh, a youtube and uh trying to uh plan for when the next games are trying to contact uh, uh game devs to try and hopefully get a uh, game uh, uh, um, that you can uh, play on stream or charity events or collabs or it's it's basically streamers don't tend to sleep because uh, <laughs> yep. they're constantly trying to put out and we get maybe that 250 from <laughs> that sub um it's not stable that's, yeah that's not to say we begrudge any of the no, support believe God, me no that it is so thankful, but it, it's the, the main stress comes. So if I worked a retail job and I earned minimum wage in the UK, so like six quid, and uh, it was a really quiet day in the store, I would still get paid my six pounds an hour. Yeah. If it's a really quiet day on my stream, I could earn 20 pence maybe off out of revenue, maybe. So that's six to eight hours of work for 20 pence. Whereas a, a regular job, so a job that turns up and gives you a salary, you would still earn, well, your 40, 50 quid for your day of work. Yeah. That's where the main stress comes in. And then there's sick then pay the extra as well. Stuff. Yeah, we don't get sick pay. We want to take a day off. That is a day where you don't even make 20 pence. Or if you want to take a holiday for streaming, if you take any time away from platforms, then likelihood is you're going to have to build up your, your viewership or your your community back up again because people are going to have, you know, found found other places to be and other things to do. And that's, it's, it's not that we're saying that we're on, 
thankful for that. We're yeah. trying to an answer this as honestly as possible. These are the yeah. stresses that come with doing this. I, I think each job has its own individual stresses. Like yeah. working in the NHS had a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> being a game dev or a community manager has its stresses it is basically the stress for streaming is that you can put out all the content in the world and it may it may not pay yeah. and you have no yeah. idea of whether or not you're doing it right uh here <laughs> what you can change to improve it what you you're, you're it's basically throwing shit at the wall and maybe sticks. something sticks eventually yeah maybe and then that might yeah. fall through yeah it it is it is it is difficult and yes like so when people ask me what my job is i try not to say streamer or or like it's pretty much content creator or entertainer because what I do isn't just sitting here and going, hello, I'm on the stream. But even when I am, for anyone that doesn't stream, so obviously I'm just sat here right now looking at a camera, but you still have to set the camera up. You have to set up the software yourself. So that's all scenes, all sources, all testing. So you have to make sure that works. Then you have to obviously constantly change the lighting. You need to make sure that your audio isn't having any issues because uh, viewers very rarely tell you when there are problems. So you still need to be trying to monitor that at the same time you'll have communications going through trying to actually play a game and continue a conversation or even worse which are the ones that are so difficult for me when nobody is speaking because they're all lurking which is amazing because they're still there but i cannot talk to myself for three hours yeah it, it gets so difficult even if it's still been a lovely stream and there's 20 people watching it's it's still not knowing if anyone actually gives a shit what you're talking about because there's yeah. no feedback yeah so that's really difficult uh and then while you're doing that of course you need to make sure that you're keeping an eye on the time that if you're going to be running break that you actually have a break because of course if you go to the loo and you go away for five minutes uh half your viewership will possibly drop off and yep. not come back which is again also fine because you're putting out a live service but it means that every single minute you need to be putting as much as you can in like i'll sit on my stream like I did earlier today when I was playing Phasmophobia and I was watching uh, for something to happen on one of the cameras in the game. And I was sat there going, it's been eight seconds since you last said something. There has been no chat message. You need to say something or they're going to drop off. Yep. And so it's just constantly micromanaging every single minute. But then, of course, around your streams, you have real people that you live with and love and that you need to look after as well and be there for. And actually, you want to spend time with them. So you'll be keeping that in the back of your mind as well. Like, OK, right now this is going on. This is actually really difficult, but I have to keep doing it. Uh, how is this? There is so much that goes into just the four hours of content creation yeah. and if something fucks up you've got even more problem you don't want to take time to use the loo you don't want to stop and take your medication because you may miss that raid or somebody may just be like oh they're not starting yet i'm not going to go over there is so much and it doesn't have to be a competitive platform but because there is a lot of choice if you aren't delivering everything every second yeah what you throw at the wall may not stick Thing no is, matter how good you're being we especially on the the talking thing we love lurkers because lurkers are what make twitch oh twitch yeah the lifeblood twitch is making it more difficult for lurkers yeah. to do their thing and support creators um but it's the case of that we have to be constantly 
talking and uh, constantly uh, entertaining and constantly thinking about ways in which we're going to continue filling the space because we have about five seconds for a viewer to decide whether or not they're going to stick around before they leave. And if we're not talking and we're not doing something interesting and we're not uh, um, responding and we're not being the most entertaining person ever created on Twitch, then they're gone. Mm -hmm. And that, that's it. Oh, that's your chance. Heaven forbid they get a fucking ad the second they come in. I hate that. <laughs> right? I hate that. I hate that. It makes me so annoyed. And also the people that do... that. Like, there are also viewers that come in and will immediately either trash what you're doing or trying to uh, trash other creators. And I am going to say this and possibly annoy one of your mods right now, Drac, and uh, whoops, here I go. So one of your mods has just mentioned hot tub streams ruining yeah. the platform. No, 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 bad. We are not dissing on other women and other people no. that use hot tub streams here. Because you know what? People are sexualizing our bodies anyway. We may as well write on them and make fucking bank. Yeah, um, I, I just want to point out. Yeah. Um, why do you think a, a lot of people are in this stream? <laughs> I'm, I'm a chick with tits on camera that's why people are generally turning up it doesn't matter what i wear where i do it uh, <laughs> i am <laughs> people are gonna sexualize me the same goes for Paige. so i might as well make my rent off of it like, yes plus at the same time a dude can literally, like, so one of the things that annoys me most, or annoyed me most, and also, John, I'm sorry, that sounded very grumpy at you, but I keep having people coming in going, at least you're clothed, and I'm like, fuck off. Like, no, I'm fat. If I was wearing a bikini, I'd be way happier right now, but I hate myself, so let's not go into that right now, shall we? Um, but uh, it's against the rules to sleep on Twitch. But the person that ran, like, a 30-day subathon slept on stream constantly because you physically have to and uh, they got tweeted about it instead by twitch and i'm like this is banned you say people cannot do this and yet you are making videos promoting oh oh wait hold on he's making loads of money isn't he while he's asleep got it and there's so much that certain people will get away with that certain others won't and yes of course i'm talking the differences between men and women on twitch is so different the highest paid man and i think got 12 times more than the highest paid woman in a single month and between that man and that woman were all men just all men just all dudes and it's it really frustrates me when people go oh but the twitch streamers the hot tub streamers i'm like well you know what if people didn't want to see it there wouldn't be a category oh yeah there wouldn't be thousands of people there they wouldn't be making three thousand subs in a day they, they would not be making that much money there's a market for it the difference for me is I just don't want to be in a bikini on stream. I've got major self-confidence issues. I don't want to uh, be that and I don't, I don't want to do that. But there's nothing wrong with someone who's confident in doing that, making money because, dear God, someone has to. Yeah, and that it does... It is your body. What you choose to do with it is completely up to you. And if you like, if you like getting your pecs out because it's attractive and you feel good about it, awesome. If you like 
having really cool coloured hair because it makes you feel good, awesome. If you've got a rocking bod and you want to wear a bikini because it's a fucking hot day in a country where you don't have any AC, awesome. The idea that, again, the idea that, oh, but the kids, it's like, okay, cool. But you have to be 13 to make an account, and by that point you've walked past the Nan Summers and seen some titties there anyway. Uh, uh, plus, you've probably seen the front of any magazine or any music video or any book or your parents, because you've probably accidentally seen them shirtless once. Uh, that You've already seen so much more nudity than you're ever going to see. And there is a mature filter. Yeah. I mean, there is a mature fil filter for for a reason. And also, I mean, okay, so I'm not doing a hot tub stream. I'm dressing up as a uh, big titty vampire lady next week. What do you think that's for? Mm -hmm. People encouraged me to do that because they really, really are into my cosplay. Mm. Of course they are. <laughs> no, they're really, really into seeing this six foot goth with tits in something that emphasizes their tits mm -hmm. <laughs> it's 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 you're going to be sexualized especially as a, a femme presenting person on twitch yeah. you're, you're gonna exactly. you're gonna be sexualized might as well take yeah. advantage of it and it's not bad if anyone wants to consume that content like i want to consume that content i want to see drag dressed as a six foot titty goth like that's i mean awesome. i already am dressed up as a six foot titty goth. always always <laughs> always but no we need the mummy milk yeah yeah cosplay. yeah that's we what need we need. But <laughs> yeah no it's don't not... get wrong i love tits it's not bad <laughs> to find people sexy it's not bad to actually watch a hot tub stream and be like yeah that's sweet i'm gonna stay here and chat to that person because i'm enjoying the view because they're putting it out there <laughs> That is the point of that view. That's... That, if, nobody is conning another person into watching that content. No, nobody is no they are choosing to be there. <laughs> yeah, nobody is seducing children to their platform uh, to, to get them to spend their pocket money. That's not happening. Nato, I think that's a chicken and egg kind of uh, question. Um, this, the sexualization of um, uh, femme presenting uh, uh, creators has always been a thing no matter what they wear. So yeah. the sexualization and objectification and harassment came way before the, the, the point where someone went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So it definitely is a chicken and egg, th uh, egg thing. Uh, I think by promoting it, if anything, they're actually giving people more tools to say, this is what I'm doing, and it's not fair for you to come in and be a dick about it. Um, but yeah, it's already happening. And it was going to happen whether people sat in a hot tub or not. And At least you're cool in a, a hot, in, a, in yeah. one of those pools, inflatable pools that they're using. Um... But if you didn't have the content... People not doing it still wouldn't be getting those views. So many more people have signed up over this time period because they enjoy this content and they want to take in this content. And it's not sexual content. It's people with bodies showing skin. Like, I'm sat here right now in some pyjama shorts that have ridden up way too high for anyone that wants to know. It's not sexual. I have legs. It I'm, doesn't mean I'm that I'm like... I'm showing shoulder. Jesus Christ. You fucking hussy. Put that away. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I got tattoos and I can do this and show off a taboo. It's like, oh my god, I have a chest. Jesus, cover that. Somebody may get put. Just they may just <laughs> all over the place because of my collarbones. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Do. You've you got to be careful with uh, uh, these kind of things because they could just pop out everywhere, you know? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I've had to wear certain undershirts because of that issue. Uh, but it's not sexual content because nothing sexual is actually going on. But bodies are... And I'm, I'm going to stop just saying female bodies. Obviously, it's femme bodies as well. But a lot of gay men I know that stream keep getting people coming in being like, Hi, Daddy. And it's like, Jesus Christ! No, this is John. John just wants to play some fucking Pokemon and not play into your Some kink. fucking this Pokemon. I think that's what the problem is then. Hey, <laughs> and they can do that without being sexualized. <laughs> we know what Ditto gets up to. It's filthy. <laughs> honestly. But... Actually, the, the weirdest Pokemon fusion you can do is Whale Lord and Skitty because a cat and a whale can apparently make a baby. So that's fun. Uh, I, I like Pokemon a lot. I've played a lot of Pokemon. Either way... Wait, wait, please, please tell me that it's the kitty that has the, the, the dick in that relationship because a whale into a kitty... It... <laughs> that's the shish kebab. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a... Uh... You'd need, like, 12 skitty- no, that's not this. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. The idea is a lot of people are still being sexualized, but it is not the streamer. Unless they are putting out sexual content, it's not sexual. The person implying sexuality on it is the person finding something sexual. Ergo, it's your problem, not theirs. If you don't mm. like it, just don't fucking watch it. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Plus, you can just entirely go to your Twitch and ban the term hot tub, and you won't see it come up. Done. I will say, though, I don't get many sexual comments at all. I just get people calling me fat. <laughs> That's all I get. I, I don't get any, hey, baby. It's just like, hello, whale. It's like, oh, well, fair enough. I did, somebody did ask me about hot tub stream and I did say to them, be careful though, because if I wear a swimsuit, they may try and roll me back into the ocean. <laughs> oh, I just had to laugh at that. It made, it made me laugh, so. I mean, like, I think that entire idea is like, I mean, the, the, the whole harassing someone based on um, your interpretation of, of, weight being bad oh yeah that brings us into like body positivity and and such forth like it, like you're saying it as as though it's a bad thing he's saying it as though i don't know it's like i'm pretty sure i dressed myself today <laughs> pretty sure kind of yeah it might be I mean, there, I was, say there was that uh, uh, um, uh, couple that came out of the cupboard uh, uh, um, with clothes, but I, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure that... I Honestly, no, herself. they do a fantastic job. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But, no, I did, I did say, kind of as a joke, but if the weather keeps on this way, that if, when I hit 2,000 followers, I will do a paddling pool stream. <laughs> just me in, an, like, a huge black t-shirt, just sat there like, hey! <laughs> but, yeah. I I think what people try and infer on others is more of a problem. And yes, if it, if you do think it is sexual content, if you do think it's inappropriate, you can report it. 
if somebody is legitimately performing sexual acts, I mean, you can report it because that shouldn't be on the platform. And I agree, it's not for sexual things. Yeah. There are other platforms it's, for it's that. It's not for sexual content. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if you have such an issue with the hot tub streams, why aren't you also complaining about the fact that there's uh, um, those people that are doing uh, requests for subs that are, like, you know, putting uh, uh, microphones up their ass so that you can hear them uh, farting and stuff like that? Like, I mean, that to me is probably far more of a... <laughs> Risk. I have never found this stream. Honestly, you didn't tell me about your other channel. It was on Twitter today. Um, someone was just like sharing a bunch of like streamers that were doing these very questionable requests and stuff, and it was just like, yeah. In which case, Um... yeah, report them. They ain't cool. (laughs) Like the same people hate raiding others. They're literally just putting their own insecurities and shit onto other people. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Oh dear. Anyway, any more questions? Because it's t- uh, it's yes. about time we finish up. Hmm. Yes, but if anyone does have questions, we are happy to answer them. Otherwise, any final thoughts, Drac? We haven't we haven't talked nearly enough about constipation. Oh no, that's a good point. Um, I'm on like four different constipation drugs. It's oh damn, <laughs> damn. my my has nearly run out, but I've not needed it in a while. We've been pretty pretty, pretty decent there, so that's good. Um, surprisingly, it's not been a problem at all since I've not had any of my uh, birth control medication because I've been off it for oh. a while, and it's not been a problem at all. So curious about that one. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Um, oh, you big farmer! <laughs> oh dear. Right, it doesn't look like we've got any questions from my side. Fabulous. No, I think my side is fine as well. Apart from, was I streaming Minecraft earlier? I was. Yes, there we are. Sorted. <laughs> Good question. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> honestly. <We've... laughs> right okay well thank you all for joining us um i hope you had fun i hope you had um an insightful stream i don't know so I why think my head... i just looked over because i think my husband had butted a pizza <laughs> i just looked over and saw you go Doof. so hey i do I mean, not eat chicken nuggets thank you very much oh that never happened Oh, you do have. I do not eat chicken nuggets. Thank you very much. Um, they're saying the reason that I'm constipated is because I only drink tea and eat chicken nuggets. But no, she uh, tends to drink more gin than than tea. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have tea every day. I don't have gin every day. <laughs> Just That's my story, gin, and I'm fine. sticking to it. Perfect. <laughs> right okay anyway thank you all for joining us do remember to go and check out Paige and uh also go and check out kickstarter yeah go and check out that kickstarter um share it about show some love um but yes thank you all for joining us uh i hope you had fun um next stream will be on sunday uh, for me and 
Paige said that hers will be tomorrow. So yeah, it's cha charity stream. So yeah. So uh, uh, we hope you have a good one. Have a good rest of your evening or day and rest of your week. And we will see you soon. Say see bye, you all. Bye. bye.